Hello, boys and girls. We are back for year two of the Line of Scrimmage podcast presented by Tomahawk Nation. If you're new here, my name is Tim Allenball. Over the next 15 to 20 minutes, we're going to line it up with a member of the media from FSU's next opponent. And up first, it is the Mighty Tigers of LSU. Ladies and gentlemen, for the second straight year, Florida State and LSU are squaring up for a big-time matchup, this time a top-10 showdown. Uh, and we're joined by now three-time guests uh, from And the Valley Shook, their lord and commander, Zach Junda. How are you, Zach? Tim, you know that clip from the Levitard show when all the guys go, football, football, <laughs> and they start getting louder and louder? That's that's where I am right now. We had week zero. It was it was a good, like, morsel, but, like, week one is here. We're about 48 hours away from Florida, Utah. Can't wait for Utah to kill Florida. And then we'll, we'll be back on Saturday. Like, we're, we're all the way back, and it feels good. Yeah, you and I actually talked about recording Thursday during the Florida-Utah game so that we could simultaneously talk about the upcoming game while hating on Billy Napier. And uh, yeah. it was awful, Tim, thing. Yeah, it's a big game, Billy. Uh, totally off off the mark here, but um, how do you feel about the, the change in the rules as far as the uh, the first downs? and not stopping the clock since you dove into uh, week zero. I mean, anything to get me more commercials. <laughs> you know, if I just, as long as I can see more Home Depot commercials, you're set. This is great. You're this sad. is, this is exactly what the, the fan wanted. This is great. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Just like the Seminoles, the LSU Tigers entered this season with massive expectations last year. Year one of Coach Brian Kelly, uh, Tigers finished, I think, 10-4 and four overall, if I have that correct. Uh, mm -hmm. But definitely had its up-and-down moments. I remember being uh, at a wedding at my brother-in-law's with a friend of mine that's a massive LSU fan during the Alabama game, and he woke the hotel up at like 1 a.m. screaming his head off. So uh, overall going into this season with the high expectations, what do you feel is the biggest reason – for the preseason confidence? Biggest reason of confidence is because they exceeded expectations in year one. And now it sort of feels like with, with that Alabama win and you took out Florida and Ole Miss, you took out Auburn. Yeah. You kind of got waxed by Georgia, but you know, get in line, but because you kind of took down some of your rivals and like quote unquote order has been restored. That makes you feel like you're, you're back. And just the biggest reason, I think, for confidence that this Brian Kelly experiment is going to work, is working right now, is just there's there's an adult in the room. Now, oh. LSU had, like, really high highs. You guys can't see this, but my dog is in my face right now and Tim's laughing. But um, LSU has had really high highs. But they've also kind of not full-on cratered in the 21st century, gone, like, three and nine, four and eight. But they've had some really, like, ugh seasons the the 2020 and 21 seasons where they go five and five and six and seven um 2008 the year after they win the title in 07 they go eight and five so with with kelly the hope is it's a proven winner and you can't you can and should constantly be in that nine and three ten and two eleven and one range and now that the playoff is expanding next year lsu by all accounts should be in the playoff I don't know, seven out of eight years, five out of six, like they should always be in contention. 
And Kelly brings that model of consistency. There's, like I said, there's just an adult in the room now. And it feels, even just the pressers, they just feel more professional. I was, I was actually chuckling at the adult in the room comment. Not, not just the dog, but uh, you really nailed that there. Um, you know, I like to make fun of Brian Kelly and his purple face. Uh, but honestly, I know I know at one point there was a small rumor of, of him being interested in the Florida State job, and I think he would have been excellent there. He's a great coach, uh, uh, purple face and all. So, you know, let's start on the offense. Last season, Garrett Nussmeyer uh, had his flashes in a couple games, uh, but this is truly, or is this truly Jaden Daniels' team, or yes. is, is Coach Kelly quick to make a change if there's a stumble out of the block? No, I think this. I think this is all Jaden's team. I think Garrett Garrett Nussmeyer Garrett Nussmeyer might have the strongest arm in college football. That's great, but he's not the best quarterback on the roster. And there's there's a huge difference. People want to see Nussmeyer's arm and go like, "Wow, look at that throw he just made!" But he's way too he's too much of a coin flip with his decision making. This is Daniel's team so much so that depending on what sport book you're looking at, he's either in the top five or second to uh, Caleb Williams and Heisman preseason buzz, you know, you can get a uh, pretty good value for it. And there's a chance he could do it. He he'll have Sunday. He'll have that first Sunday or sorry, first Saturday, in November against Alabama. He'll have plenty of moments because that's what the Heisman voters love. Not so much the numbers, but the moments to like really establish himself and with his arms and his legs, if he can have, I wrote about this, but if he can have some kind of like Lamar Jackson E type of season, some kind of Manziel type of season where he's got, you know, 28 to 3,300 passing yards and eight to 1,000 rushing yards and 30 touchdowns, 10 rushing, he could really contend for this Heisman. But yeah, the, the long way about it, the only way Garrett Nussmeyer sees the field is if Jaden Daniels gets hurt. There's, there's just no, there's no QB competition as far as I'm concerned. He's the future, but 2024 will come in 2024. I uh, I definitely worry about Daniel's legs and then what that opens up in the passing game. So we'll see what happens there on Sunday. Uh, big expectations, though, for uh, for Jaden. Uh, last year, LSU's offensive line at times against Florida State really got mm -hmm. baptized in the fire. First mm -hmm. time uh, a couple of those guys ever saw the field in college, true freshman. First time that unit was together. Uh, but as the year went on, that that unit really started to gel. They finally they finally started finding the right pieces. Uh, what was an area of uncertainty is is the line is the offensive line now the strongest position group for this offense. Um, that's the hope. I, I don't want to say it's a wait and see approach, but I think it's certainly the most talented it's been for an LSU perspective in a very long time. One of Kelly's calling cards was offensive line, and he's really stocked the cupboard in that position. And yeah, to your point, that first game against Florida State, Will Campbell was a freshman All-American last year, and he, he he wound up being great, but he went up against Jared Verse, and yeah, that's that's what happens. It's his very first game, but he's a year better, a year stronger. He's a year into the program. Uh, Emory Jones, who bookended Campbell on the line, was a true freshman All-American right tackle, did not play in that game. I, I don't know if Emory Jones makes a difference in that game, but just all the, like you said, the 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 tweaking that they did, the, the, they had maybe like three different combinations by the first four weeks until they found something that worked. And Emory Jones, who was actually recruited to be a guard, 
they couldn't take him off the field because he was one of their best five and he fit at that tackle spot. Center again was a a weird spot because they they played uh against Florida State. Garrett Dollinger was the center. He never played center before. And then you see on the either the first or second offensive series of that game, LSU's driving downfield. Dellinger airmails a snap over Daniel's head. And uh, that was a loss of like 10 or 15 yards and ruined a, a red zone opportunity. Dellinger's going to play left guard now. They found their their center, who was uh, Charles Turner, who is a little undersized, but he's done it for this will be his fifth year. So it's a very, it's a talented group, but more importantly, it's a group that's got a lot of experience together. And I think the better lines that you see in, in all levels of football aren't necessarily the most talented ones, but they've got the most cohesion between the two. So I think these guys having to play together so much, they 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 understand they how to move with one another. They know their roles. And the hope is yes, we'll see a step forward. I, I definitely have both the line matchups circled as as I think one of the most important for both. And I mean that's easy to say. Uh, but I think this is strength against strength for both teams. Um, one more thought on the offensive side of things. Let's talk about the Tigers' skill players. Uh, most fans should know the names of Malik Neighbors, Mason Taylor. Uh, they know transfer Noah Kane, although he's probably not the running back that we'll see starting for LSU. Uh, if 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 the Tigers are going to have big moments on Sunday night, who are the names that are going to make up those moments? Names besides neighbors or Taylor or including yeah, those yeah. two? Yeah, if you want okay. to throw those two in there. Well, so so everything's going to start and stop with number eight, Malik Neighbors. He led the SEC in catches last year and was second in yards. He's, you know, LSU's been on a really hot streak of producing elite wideouts, and he should be next. Um, Taylor really put himself on the map with uh, some of those just, you know, iconic moments against Alabama, the, the touchdown in the fourth quarter and the, the two-point conversion to win it. Um, I'm really high. I don't know how much he'll see because he's a true freshman, but Shelton Sampson from like 10 minutes down the street was a, a top receiver prospect in this past cycle. I'm excited about him. Brian Thomas Jr. is a really big bodied. He's from uh, like the next town over from where I'm from. He's a junior. He's draft eligible. He's like 6'5 and had like legitimate D1 basketball offers. We're kind of still waiting for him to put it together, but he's he's so big that he could be kind of that red zone matchup nightmare. And and running back, LSU, their most successful running seasons have always been more of a, uh, a committee base instead of like a one guy like a Fournette or a Darius Geis. This year with Noah Kane, they've got Josh Williams, who really is a great story, a former walk-on turned scholarship, now LSU's number one back. Like he's, he's 5'7 and maybe 200 pounds, but he plays so much bigger than he's listed that – if you need a short yard, he can get you that. Um, Kelly brought home Logan Dix, who is from the New Orleans area, but played his freshman year last year at Notre Dame. He's in the mix as well. John Emery's been here for, gosh, four years now, five years. I've lost count now. And he was coming out of high school, the number one high school or high, high school running back recruit, excuse me. And he's got flashes, but has never put together a complete game but all these guys complement one another so well that they don't have to have one great running back because they can all do the job in just different, differing ways. And and you just, you also, 
you can't forget about Daniels' legs. I, I mean, the first time he scrambled against Forest State was the first time I saw him run. I was like, oh, okay, he can go. Yeah, so yeah, he can. That might be the biggest X factor. How much can Daniels hurt people on the ground? Yeah, uh, and honestly, an area that Florida State struggled with a lot last year, uh, Malik Cunningham had his way for, for much of the game. Daniels had a huge game. So we'll see if Deloach and others out there can uh, can can really line up. You know, you, you mentioned a couple of names. I want to highlight Sheldon Sampson should be a name that Florida State fans uh, are familiar with. Is he flirted a little bit with Florida State uh, during the recruiting, although almost everybody knew LSU was where he was going to go. Uh, and it sounds like uh, Josh Williams really uh, reminds a little bit of Treshawn Ward, the walk-on that was at Florida State last year that has transferred out. But uh, a lot of similarities there. So we'll see what happens on offense. Uh, by far, Jaden Daniels is the guy that scares me the most with his legs. Uh, you know, Zach, it wouldn't be FSU-LSU without Mason Smith missing the game uh, for the second yeah. straight year. Great. Uh, <laughs> the leader of the defensive line uh, is out this time. It, it's from by far the number one stopper of defensive tackles in the nation, the NCAA. Uh, I know there was talk that he was injured or hindered by injuries though. Before this, how big of a blow is this loss and, and who will fans see step up in Smith's place? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a big blow, especially because it, it would have been his first game back and he, he's never really gotten a chance to put it all together. Cause he played, you know, nine games as a freshman, w- literally one series last year, but just with his measurables, like he's projected to be a top 15 pick. Like you just don't lose those guys and just go, Oh yeah, just put in the next one. Like that'll be a sizable, uh, loss where you go to replace them you 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 could be you could do a lot worse than going with uh makai wingo who is uh with freshman all-american at missouri really impressed last year like had a bigger impact than i would have expected uh i i I just assumed he would be like a rotational piece last year but he really balled out last year made all sec was preseason preseason all sec third team all-american i believe too and he's wearing that uh that number 18 jersey which for uh, the uninformed, that's kind of like LSU's like significant number. That's like the what does it mean to be a tiger? That's that guy. That's what like a true tiger looks like. And for that to be a, a transfer to get that number speaks really highly of his character. Um, you could also should also expect to see Jacoby and Guillory. He's a four year player. He he's a big body, but he's never put it together on the field for for whatever reason. But he has. Like his production has increased more and more since a freshman. Uh, the funniest thing about this LSU team is that they have a Jordan Jefferson once again, but this time he plays defensive line. So I can spend the whole fall going Jordan Jefferson. No, not that one. Um, and uh, someone that Florida, Florida fans might, or Florida State fans might remember, uh, former UF Gator Jalen Lee is now at LSU. Um, he was. Uh, I don't know, 20 minutes away from LSU's campus, but went to went to Florida instead. But now he's now he's back. Kelly really loves these, like really loves bringing home these Louisiana guys. That's a big part of like what he's preaching uh, with with good measure. I mean, it's such a talent rich state. It makes makes sense to do that. But yeah. So Smith is a big blow. And you just hope that the combination of Wingo, Guillory, Lee and Jefferson can can kind of do the job that 
number zero would have done had he been allowed to play, but he signed his autograph and that's a sin. Cardinal fan. What are we doing? What are we doing? Can't do it. I mean, I, I would, there's like a crazy rule that they'll, they'll retro some rules, but not other rules and you know, whatever. Can't move closer to your sick mom. Can't sign an autograph. What mm-hmm. are you going to no. do? No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, Probably the biggest position news uh, out of Baton Rouge was 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 Harold Perkins moving from the perimeter position uh, in, into the linebacker spot. Uh, do you agree with Kelly's decision? And with this move, who's going to fill that outside void? Uh, I, I hate it, honestly. I, I think Perkins should be like a Micah Parsons or a, our guy Max Toscano for the website says – He's not big enough to be a Micah Parsons, but maybe more like a like a Hassan Reddick type. Like he's just that good of a rusher. Um, no, no, I I hate it. Um, I don't know if Harold Perkins makes a difference in last year's game, but just seeing what he did with the thirteen sacks or the seven or no, sorry, thirteen tackles for loss, seven sacks, and the four forced fumbles. I mean, there's a chance, and he's such a good QB hunter. Like go go watch the Alabama game. Like the way he just like spies and just goes after Bryce Young. Go watch the Arkansas game when he runs down uh Hornsby and KJ Jefferson who have like Olympic type speed and he chases them down like it's nothing. He got four sacks that game. Kelly is saying though that like Perkins won't be like a full time inside linebacker. They will let him like come off the edge in, in cert- certain situations. Actually I think this week they said they're going to plan to move him like all over. So you don't know where he is, which I, I'd rather that than him being, than them round peg square hole him. Right? I think I got the phrase backwards, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, who fills in like if, if Perkins is playing in the interior, that Jack linebacker spot probably goes to Ovi Agofu, who is a sixth year player. Now he's a super senior he was with Kelly for three years at Notre Dame, transferred to Texas, has been there for the past two years, and now it's his last year of uh, eligibility, is wrapping up, reunited with Kelly in Baton Rouge. You could also see um, Paris Shand, I believe, another one of those edge players they got out of um, out of Arizona. I believe they also got oh, – uh, Braden Swenson from Oregon, they, they brought him in as well. So they brought in a couple of Pac-12 guys, a former Notre Dame, former Texas player, and a GoFu. But those guys, those guys aren't Perkins. Uh, he's, he's like a generational talent. And I, I hope all the – we want to make him a true middle linebacker. I hope that goes out the window once, like, the bullets start flying. They go, all right, what are we doing? No, 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 no. Perkins just – you see Travis, go get him. Just do that. Do that all game. I don't care what you do. Just do that. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm thinking that Brian Kelly and them are hoping that he he kind of turns into, uh, you know, not not quite the NFL career, but in college, the way that Talvin Smith was at Florida State, just that sideline to sideline speed that he can just track down anybody. But with the way that the games changed, uh, you know, and and since that time frame, I, I think that speed rush. The guy that's on the edge. I think that guy matters more than the inside backer. They want him to be Devin White, uh, who is, you know, a really great sideline to sideline guy. But Devin White's a true middle linebacker. Perkins isn't a middle guy. He He's an off ball, yeah. off the edge guy. Um, 
But like because Perkins wore 40 last year and he was so dominant at linebacker spot, we're like, hey, let's just do the same thing we did with our last number 40 linebacker. So I think that's what they're hoping he does. But he's just not built that way. He's he's so much lighter than Devin White, who's like a brick house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, White White is very compact. He's one of those guys that looks like he's as 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 wide as he is tall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely will be interesting. And, and to your point, I, I definitely expect him to be the the Jordan Travis Hunter uh, in the game on Sunday night. Uh, last defensive side question, uh, has LSU done enough to revamp the secondary? I think you and I talked like two months ago, LSU took six or seven guys in the transfer market, uh, including one that Florida state was interested in, in chestnut, but, um, the injuries have showed up here. I think JK Johnson's out with a fracture in his foot, uh, mm-hmm. Sage Ryan, Denver Harris also missed times or missed time during camp. Um, is LSU going to be ready to go Sunday night when it comes to the secondary? They're going to have to be. Um, <laughs> th- this this matchup terrifies me so much because they still don't sound like they really know what they're doing at corner or who they're going to count on. Uh, you mentioned Sage Ryan. Sage Ryan was brought to LSU, was a five-star safety coming out of Lafayette, and has been like, a nickel corner, safety, kind of that, uh, what does Saban call him, the star player in his secondary. That's always been his kind of role. Now with like literal days to go before kickoff, they're like, hey, let's try Sage at outside corner. So that says, man, I don't know what we got. We're just pulling, we're pulling straws right now just to see what we have. Um, The, Playing Florida State Sunday night with like the questions at secondary is just could be disastrous for LSU. I, I much would have rather, uh, you know, like Florida State did last year, like have a week zero and work all the kinks out because I I don't think the secondary is ready. You you hope that you know Deuce Chestnut is ready and Zion Alexander is ready to make the leap from FCS Southeastern to LSU and that Sage Ryan actually can learn how to play outside corner in five days, six days, whatever we are from kickoff. And you hope that Denver Harris, uh, A, stays on the straight and narrow, and B, there's been a lot of mutterings out of camp that the reason Harris is running third team isn't just because of discipline. It's because he doesn't really know what he's doing. So – this could be like a really long night for LSU with the secondary, and you just you just hope they've got. I, I think the group is more talented than what they had last year. If you like, like look at the like the recruiting rankings, they're more talented. But last year's group was more experienced. They had a lot of skins on the wall, a lot of vets back there, and they're all gone. They got lucky last year. I I just don't know rolling that set of dice again this time around. They're gonna have the same type of luck. And finally, Zach, do you have a prediction for Sunday that you want to share? Are you saving that for your website or just maybe your overall feeling for how the game will go? No, I, I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Florida State. I hate to do it, but I think just with all the secondary questions, I think this is an awful matchup for LSU. They desperately needed to have like either play a week zero game or you know do. They're going, to, they're going to play Grambling next Saturday. Let that be week one and then play this in week two. This is an awful matchup. Uh, Max Toscano also wrote about like how Florida State likes to run the ball with like their counter action. 
that really clashes with how LSU likes to defend the run. So this could be, it could be a shootout. I don't think it'll be as like, it'll be wild. But like last year's game was like wild in the stupid sense. You know, like what's happening? Like what's going on? This year's edition feels more like fireworks wild. Like this is awesome. This rules. But I think a defense that will get better as the year progresses is not ready for this stage or at least a secondary, maybe the front seven can, can bail them out. The best way to help out your secondary is by getting after the quarterback and maybe Harold Perkins and Makai Wingo can, can help out their secondary. But I just, I, I've got this really bad feeling that LSU is going to need a stop. They won't be able to get it. And Jaden Daniels in offense, they might score 31, 35 points, but Florida State's going to end up with 38 or 42, and it's just not going to be enough. So I think it'll be a wild game, a fun game, but sadly, I think this is a game that Florida State wins again. Well, Zach, it, it, it's always a pleasure to have you on. I, I like talking ball with you. I like talking non-sports uh, stuff with you as well. We do that a lot off the air. So uh, I can't let you go without doing our traditional choose-your-own-question uh, to wrap it up. So I'll give you two categories. This time, you tell me which one you'd rather get a question from. Uh, last time we talked, we talked off the air. You mentioned Fast and Furious. So do you want a Fast and Furious question or do you want a Star Wars question? Uh, give me a Star Wars question because I didn't, I haven't watched Fast 9 or Fast 10 yet. I think I'm out on these guys. Um, I'm just I, not I haven't as... watched Fast 10 as well, but I've watched all the other ones, you know. It's, it's just like, too good. I'm just, I'm, I'm fine with it. I get it now. I get it. Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> All right, so in Star Wars, uh, the Ahsoka series is out. We've had Obi-Wan. We've had The Mandalorian, Boba Fett. If you could have a Star Wars series about any existing character in the Star Wars universe, uh, what TV series are you getting? Uh, give me a series where Chopper just murders people and just laughs the whole time. And it's it's funny. It, it, it works every time. Just that I, I, I don't know how much of your listeners watched rebels but just watch it for all the chopper noises he's such he's such a brat he's so mean and he just loves killing people and it's just the funniest thing to him he like if you watch with captions you'll see like chopper cackles maniacally when he's killing people so that's my series i, I think a chopper series would be great um on a more serious note, i think i would really like did you ever play the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 for PlayStation 2. Not not the newest one that came out a couple years ago, but from like 15-ish years ago. Yeah, I did play that one, but usually just in the mode where you just shoot everybody constantly. Yeah. I, I would also be cool with like a kind of like 501st Legion, yep. maybe like Band of Brothers type of story. Yeah. Uh, for, for those listeners that have survived and didn't tune out as soon as we started talking about Star Wars, uh, a friend of mine and always talked about like a Clone Wars type 501st live action mm. series would be great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, well, thank you for the fans for dealing with our nerdiness there. We were excited. Uh, look, guys, I tried to talk cars. Zach wouldn't buy it though. But Zach's always a pleasure. Tell the fans, tell the listeners where they can catch you on social, on X, as we call it nowadays, or whatever it is. Who's we? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Elon and uh, a couple of his friends. Yeah. Still on Twitter at I personally am 
at Zachary Janda. You can follow the site itself at ATV Shook. Uh, we're, I don't know if you guys are, but we're not on like blue sky or, or whatever. We're just gonna, we're going to rock with Twitter until it goes down. Um, I don't even know what blue sky is. So, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's like Twitter alternative, I guess. Uh, it hadn't really taken off yet. It's uh, we're not on threads. I don't know if threads is still a thing anymore, but we never got on there. I said, we're just going to see this out until, until it goes. We're writing it out. Uh, well, I, I know you guys do some great work over there. I was reading some of the articles this past week and uh, always appreciate what you have uh, and, and a good follow on, on, on Twitter uh, for however long it remains. So Zach, thanks so much for jumping on third time. Uh, maybe it's third time's a charm for, for you. I'm hoping not. But uh, looking forward to this exciting matchup Sunday night between Florida State and LSU. Well, this has been the Line of Scrimmage podcast for, from Tomahawk Nation. Uh, thank you to Zach Janda and all the LSU fans for tuning in. Thank you to our Florida State fans. Uh, we'll be covering the game. Check us out at Tomahawk Nation. My name is Tim Allenball. And until next time, let's keep climbing. <laughs>